And talking about Canada's COVID situation and things are turning around pretty quickly. Uh, restrictions coming off all over the place, including here in Alberta. And the reason behind that, of course, is the fact that we've now seen a number of vaccine deliveries in our country ramped up dramatically over the past month or two. Uh, 2.4 million expected this week of Pfizer doses. So uh, we're very soon going to be in a position where we have more than we need. We've now moved past both the UK and the US in percentage of population to receive one dose of vaccine, world leader on that front. Uh, Of course, now we're working on our second doses. It's already happening here in Alberta, and it's expected that's going to wrap up before the summer ends. So soon we'll be in a surplus position with uh, millions more doses of vaccine than we need. So now there are calls to make sure that we have a plan in place and uh, we identify it and announce it to help other countries that are struggling to vaccinate their populations. Joining us now to talk more about that, we have Stuart Hickox, who is the One Canada Director. Uh, Stuart, thank you for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Hi, Shay. Good morning to you. Yeah, so Canada obviously, as you know, started off a little slower than some countries Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of this, but very quickly here, we're moving into a position where we're going to have way more vaccines than we can use. I know, and isn't it great to be moving into this era of gratitude? I mean, we're so lucky to live in Canada, and particularly because our government secured more doses per person than any other country in the world. I mean, hedging our bets, we didn't know which vaccine was going to work out, and we're all so lucky that so many did. But now we find ourselves in the situation where we have enough, as you mentioned earlier, five could vaccinate every Canadian five times. That's way more than we need. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And we're going to have more than we can use probably within a month or two. So I guess the situation now um, is... You know, we've seen the U.S., they're in a similar position where they have more than they can use coming up very quickly. They announced some plans last week of what they're going to do with their surplus, but we haven't seen that in Canada, have we? Sure, yeah, no, we've been calling for the government to announce as early as possible how Canada will deal with this surplus. And just to be clear, this isn't about doses sitting in freezers waiting for us to give them back. It's procurement of doses that we know we won't need to have delivered to the country that other countries are waiting for. I mean, there are only 0.4% of all vaccines have gone to the continent of Africa so far. So we're talking about 66.4% of Albertans getting their first dose, but like less than 1%. And that's frontline workers and seniors. I mean, it's, it's a terrible situation. And all we're asking for is the government to commit the strategy for how these doses will be shared back. The other thing is, too, Shay, we're not asking for people to wait longer. We could share one dose now for every 10 that's administered in Canada starting today, and it would make no difference at all to the Canadian rollout. We understand people are scared and nervous about getting vaccinated, and that's justified, but we have enough in this country. Others have none, so we need to, to you know, get that strategy out there so other countries can count on those doses. Yeah, I, I read a stat where 75% of the vaccines delivered so far are in just 10 countries, right? Yeah, it's kind of shameful in a way because, I mean, ultimately, as your re- listeners probably understand, the, the pandemic doesn't end anywhere right. until it ends everywhere. I mean, it's a global health imperative, but it's also an economic one. We can't travel again. We can't trade again. The global economy is not going to recover again until this ends. And as long as there are countries where the pandemic continues to rage, we're at risk of a complete shutdown again with a new variant that might go around the vaccines. So this is an urgent matter. And, Shay, I think it's, it's important to note, too, that we and other sector organizations and doctors and researchers and teachers, we're all calling for the government to do this. 
it's politically risky to talk about this in Canada right now because no one wants to hear about donating doses before we're fully vaccinated. But the thing is, we've lost perspective on how privileged we are in this country relative to others. Once again, we have enough for our needs right now. We just need to hear the strategy of how other countries can get even close to the kind yeah. of coverage that we are, we take for granted here in Canada. Yeah, and if you want to take a completely selfish approach to this, Stuart, it's not a bad idea to start spreading this out around the world because we know that if anything is going to derail this, it will be variants. And the way exactly. the variants develop and spread is when the virus is allowed to run through communities. So benefiting us would uh, make really good sense in vaccinating everybody. Well, I'm so glad to hear you say that because, like I said, there, the self... <laughs> You know, the self-interest model is uh, message is not wrong. We yeah. we're not going to recover as a planet until everyone's vaccinated. But the thing is, early in the pandemic, before we knew which vaccines were going to be good, there was this mechanism set up called COVAX, which was supposed to be how every country would get its vaccines. And the, the idea was that we would vaccinate 20% of the world's population, the most vulnerable people, frontline workers, seniors, people who have special needs, before all the rest. But what happened was that rich countries like Canada and other G7 countries went around COVAX and pre-purchased the supply to the point now where COVAX is having trouble getting supply to meet the need of other countries. It's kind of a shame. And Canada has, in fact, been one of the biggest donors to COVAX as well. So that's good. But also taking doses from COVAX is bad. So I mean, the government and other political parties, too, know that Canadians don't necessarily want to hear about donating doses back. But leadership is about explaining to people when it's the right thing to do things and the full message, the health message, the economic message. So we're really just calling on the government to step up and say, look, this doesn't end till it ends everywhere. We have enough. We need to donate these doses back right now so that other countries can plan for their own escape from the pandemic. You know, and you mentioned COVAX. I imagine there's some added pressure on Canada because, I mean, that program, as you said, is is meant to help third world and developing countries. But Canada mm-hmm. was the only G7 country to actually take vaccine from the COVAX program earlier on. So I imagine there's added pressure to even do more to help out what that program is really intended to do. Well, and for sure, and once again, just to be fair, Canada is one of the largest donors in terms of our country's economy size to to COVAX. We've been there from the beginning helping to establish that as a mechanism, so that's good. And But the problem is, see, we don't have vaccines manufacturing in this country, something that's also likely to be addressed in the post-pandemic era. So the government was just hedging its bets. Where can we get vaccines? Where can we get as many as we can get our hands on? This is about a successful procurement program that needs to be redirected now that we know we have enough for our own population. And what people need to understand, once again, and why I'm grateful for this interview, is that this is not going to jeopardize the Canadian vaccine rollout. We're only calling for one dose for every 10 administered in Canada to start being shared back with COVAX so that the developing world can start to escape the pandemic. Yeah, and you mentioned the fact that it's the plan. We need some sort of a plan, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Can we learn from what the United States announced? I mean, they did at least come up with a plan last week. Yeah, and, and uh, they're inching in that direction, and that kind of leadership sends a really good signal as we're anticipating the G7 meeting coming up in the UK this weekend where we're hoping that Canada will make a similar announcement. But what's needed is less sort of token, oh, a few million doses here, a few million there. Those are needed, absolutely. But what's needed more now than ever is an integrated 
year-long strategy to make sure that the billions of doses that the developing world will need will get there consistently. That it isn't just like, oh, we're just feeling generous towards you, so here's a few million for this country or that country. It's about a strategy to escape the pandemic. It started out that way. It sort of was, it fell apart under pressure of rich countries buying up the supply. We need to get it back on track so that everyone has access. I'm wondering how it fits into the global picture because, you know, we talk about Canada getting five times the number of doses we would need. Five times the number of doses in Canada would still be a fraction of what would be done in countries like the United States or China or, you know, some of these. We're we're fairly small in terms of population. For sure. But, I mean, another way to look at it, we will have enough surplus doses. So not total doses, surplus doses to vaccinate every frontline health worker in Africa eight times. These are countries that have no doses right now. So, I mean, it just puts it in perspective for you how even a small country like Canada, having pre-purchased so many doses, affects the ability of other countries to do the very basics to survive. So, it's. I mean, we obviously, on the scale of everything, economy, military, we don't punch above our waist necessarily, but it's important for us and as as an international um, as an international partner in a multilateral world that's codependent, we need to show that we are good players. We have invested in COVAX. We've been at the table for that. Um, what we need to do is again, like let the world know how that they can count on Canada again. Because frankly, I mean, some people have called us the toilet paper hoarders of vaccines. I mean, that's an ugly thing. Nobody wants to be known as the country that gathered up all the doses and held on to them until the very end. You know, it's it's irresponsible for us, for instance, to say that every Canadian should have both doses before we start sharing back with, with people in countries who have had none. But imagine if, for instance, the United States, which manufactures its vaccines, had tons and tons of surplus doses, but Canada, having no vaccines capacity, had none, and that healthcare workers and everyone was vaccinated in the U.S., but our senior citizens and our frontline workers had none. This is essentially the situation we're in, except in countries on the other side of the world who have fewer fewer resources and less access. We have to change that. Okay. Um, Stuart, thank you so much. I appreciate your time this morning. You're welcome. Thank you. That is Stuart Hickox, who is the One Canada Director.